1: Well, hello, everyone. Thank you for joining us today on Twitter Space as we are uh, doing a little post Emmys recap of yesterday's big awards, the 74th annual Emmy Awards, TV's biggest night. Hopefully you all enjoyed the show. Hopefully some people you were rooting for won. Uh, joining me today to break it all down is Entertainment Weekly Editor-in-Chief Patrick Gomez and EW critic Kristen Baldwin. And they are both here right now. Hello to you both. Hey. Hi there. Hi. Hey, how's it going, you guys?
0: I'm still a little delirious from the late <laughs> night, but uh, you know, I'm I, I had I just had another I had a can of tab, so I'm good.
1: <laughs> oh, you're still able to find it. That's good. I'm happy to hear. Um, <laughs> Patrick, how hot was it on the carpet?
2: I I will say, uh, they tell you it has to be black tie. Uh, I got there at noon. Um, It was very warm um, when the sun was up. It was tented, um, but uh, didn't stop that sun from blaring down. Uh, Definitely did not wear my jacket until uh, right before having to go into the show. uh, Because of that, I think I finally have rehydrated enough um, that I feel like a human
1: being again. (laughs) Good. Yeah. Good. Yeah. I know when they do those, they tinted it. It, It's great. It shades you a bit, but it also kind of creates a bit of a sauna situation in there. Um, so happy to be like, not in the direct sun, but, um, you know, the, the more like AC they can pump into those always the better. But, uh, Patrick, is there a, um, a, a red carpet highlight that you have from being there? And Kristen, do you have one from like just watching the show, watching the arrivals?
2: Uh, you know, from being there, it's just always so interesting and fun to see who runs up to who, and you're like, <laughs> yeah, what is what is that connection? <laughs> My favorite, um, I actually uh, loved uh, a movie that Lily James and Hamish Patel did together uh, uh, yesterday um and they ran up to each other and and later i said oh i love you in that movie to lily james she's actually just finished filming another one so like (laughs) we've gotten to do we've gotten to do multiple things together so um that was that was really fun to see uh and then of course like lizzo was just a tour de force coming down oh
1: yeah giant red uh, gown yeah yeah she was she was she was working that every part of that dress kristen
0: Well, I think my favorite moment was when one of the hosts, I can't remember her name, asked Mariska Hargitay what was coming up next on (laughs) SUV <laughs>
1: yeah yeah live as Lonnie love I know I know <laughs> I heard that too I was like oh <laughs> uh, but Lonnie was having a great time out there on the carpet and uh, yeah th- those Chris and Kristen and Marishka they were of course having fun together I don't know if it actually played on TV anywhere but I've seen like on Instagram people uh, posting it uh, when Melanie Linsky and Sarah Paulson saw each other because uh, as Melanie told the story I believe Sarah helped took her up with a designer for her dress. Um, and and they're very good friends and so they had a moment and they both like shed some tears on the carpet so um, yeah I I really love seeing that even though it was on Instagram I don't think on TV anywhere but um, that was definitely a highlight Um, let's talk about the big show okay I want to run down some numbers here because uh, of course we saw all the people who won last night we know it was a very big night for White Lotus but taking into account also the creative arts Emmys which were handed out the prior weekend the White Lotus is still the big winner They won 10 Emmys this year, followed by uh, Euphoria and Squid Game, which both won six. Adele's, uh, I believe it was CBS, uh, her special, One Night Only, Stranger Things, and The Beatles Get Back all won five. Uh, The animated series *Arcane*, Succession, and Ted Lasso each won four. And then we have a bunch with uh, three wins, including Abbott Elementary, Barry and hacks as well as lizzo's show um okay so let's let's start in on the one that uh is the big winner the white lotus uh taking home a lot of awards during the big show honestly i think it's very well deserved even though i also would have loved to have seen dope sick taken a bunch of those but uh the white lotus was having a good night what was the feeling in the room patrick
2: well i thought it was uh you know i think that those were the surest bets of the evening yeah um michael keaton was a was a pretty sure bet and um Murray and Jennifer Coolidge were pretty much sure bets, and those were some of the few sure bets of the evening, um, in my opinion. And so I thought that uh, you know, well deserved, um, certainly celebrated, particularly uh, Jennifer's win. <laughs> yeah. And uh, it was it was a good time. I mean, that that dance was super fun. Um, you know, she's just always so charming. Uh, and yeah. it was it was I was happy to see them all succeed. There was murmurings in the audience, at least in the section I was about you know, obviously White Lotus is coming back and, right. so, you know, and, and while Jennifer's character will be the only one returning, like, does that mean they should have been in a different category? So there was, there was a little murmurings about that in mm-hmm. the audience, but uh, everyone was happy for them and thought it was well-deserved at the same time. Yeah, I mean, we've, oh, sorry, we've go seen ahead. that, <laughs> sorry,
0: we've seen that before, you know, Big Little Lies, down yeah. Abbey, you know, <clears throat> these shows love to uh, submit in a category and then, you know, psych, we're actually an ongoing series.
1: Yeah, yeah, Dalton, I was going to bring that up. Exactly. Yeah, they won in limited series and then went on to to compete in drama. Kind of makes me wonder if the Academy will make White Lotus uh, change uh, their category next year. Um, But yeah, we shall see. Um, Euphoria, Zendaya was a big winner last night. Um, I'm not going to lie. I thought Melanie Linsky was going to take it. I think a lot of people predicted that as well. Um, And and I say that mainly just because Zendaya wasn't in (laughs) as much of season two of Euphoria as she was in season one. Granted, her episode uh, that she submitted was the big intervention episode, uh, which was just a really phenomenal performance on her part. So I understand why she won. But I thought it was going to be Melanie's. I don't know. What did you guys think?
0: I mean, yeah, I was definitely rooting for Melanie. I mean, they're all great. I know it's, it's hard to be mad about any of them, but I was really hoping that, you know, Melanie would, uh, or that Yellow Jackets would win anything. Anything. Yeah. Um, but you know, obviously, uh, you know, Zendaya is, you know, made some history there with her win and I, there will be future seasons of Yellow Jackets and it's, you know, often it, you know, a, a show doesn't. Clean up on its first round right. of awards. So let's just hope that, uh, you know, she's recognized down the road.
1: Yeah. I mean, th- th- exactly what you said there, you know, f- looking back to Succession season one, they didn't even have any acting nominations for their first season, so the mm-hmm. fact that even Yellow Jackets is getting in with uh, Emmy nominations on its first run, uh, that's that's uh, you know great for them. Um, Squid Game, I was so happy. I think it was pretty much inevitable that uh, the creator and director Huang dong was going to win uh, directing for uh, that uh, Red Light, Green Light episode, which was just incredible. Um, I did not think that Lee Jung-jae was uh, a surefire bet um, for actor. I'm thrilled for him uh, and, and think he's so great in it. Do you think uh, and this is not to take away from his win at all that perhaps there was any splitting of the vote by the succession guys by Brian Cox and Jeremy Strong.
2: I mean I think that that's that's you know inevitable when you have uh, two very talented people from the same show and and you know there's going to be vote splitting. but I also think you know we saw um, Lee Jong-J win at SAS. Yes. And so mm-hmm. you know I, I, I also think that while maybe, you know, we were talking about other actors more in this category, clearly he had enough support to win there, and there's a lot of overlap. Um, and so, you know, not, not a shock, but yeah, I was, I was pleasantly surprised in the, in the room, um, which I, I will say in general, uh, things played better in the room, I think, than they did at home, apparently, oh. um, <laughs> which we can get to in a second, but his win, just every, the energy in the room was so, everyone was just so excited for oh.
1: him.
0: Well, and I think also that voters, you know, it's hard uh, when you're, there's so many good shows and you want to recognize so many different, you know, uh, actors and shows and and directors so that voters probably have a little strategic thinking as well. They you know, probably knew Succession, you, you know, was the lock mm-hmm. for drama, but we want to give Squid Game a big win. Yeah. And Lee Jung-jae absolutely <laughs> deserved it. And as Patrick pointed out, the, you know, voting body loves him. So, uh, you know, I think it's partly vote splitting, but it's more maybe some... Str- strategy of spreading mm-hmm. the love
1: yeah i uh, that is a theory i will certainly subscribe to um and uh i obviously succession also matthew McFadden won uh i, I think i think more people thought that kieran colcom was going to win but i am not uh i am not mad about that one at all that uh, matthew won that he seemed genuinely shocked as well by the way uh i, I loved his moment it was. It was a very British acceptance speech. Yes, it's very, it very polite. It's very polite and calm.
2: Yeah. Uh, although I think, I think to your point, I think that calmness was actually um, shock. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I mean, I don't know how you don't give it to Tom Wamsgans after right. the year he had in succession. Ooh. I mean, his arc with, you know, kind of his soul dying as he prepared yeah. to go into prison, and then his you know, jubilation when he was liberated from that. I mean, Kieran Culkin, always great. And of course, you know, perhaps the single greatest moment of nonverbal acting when he accidentally sent the penis picture to his father. But I think Uh, overall uh, it was it was Matthew's uh, year. Yeah. Well, and to add to that
1: arc, uh, then everything that Shiv put him through with uh, now I want a baby, which is really just to, to prove something to her mom, not because she really wants one and then telling him she doesn't love him, but she loves him. Uh, it was Spicy just,
0: pillow talk.
1: Uh, I know, right? Oh, uh, that, was, that was some really sexy stuff. And then, of course, the final scene of the entire season. Ah, uh, just uh, such good stuff. Such good stuff. Um, okay, supporting actress in a drama. Okay, so I actually kind of thought Sarah Snook was going to take this. I know, Kristen, you were leaning toward uh, Ray, if I'm not mistaken. Um, <laughs> Correct. Yeah, Julia Garner, uh, she continues to, I don't want to say surprise here, but continues continues to show how much the television Academy loves her.
2: This Just for all the reasons you just stated uh, about some of the Tom wins, like, like Sarah's, you know, Shiv shiv is such a large part of that too, that I I really did think that she did some of the best work this year. Mm. That being said, you know, again, spreading the love, it was Ozark's final uh, chance at eligibility. And, you know, therefore, I think that probably played into it a little bit spreading that love around or as we were calling it last night, mean girl thing. Um, oh. <laughs> um, you know, throwing that crown, splitting that crown in pieces and throwing it all over the yeah. place. Uh, we, you know, I think, I think you're right. People love Julia, uh, double nominee. I think she has yes, a shot Yes, also for Inventing Anna. Yep. Mm-hmm. Not, less so in, 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 uh, for Inventing Anna. But, you know, I think it, what I love is that her first couple of wins, I feel like were a little bit of a surprise because she was such a newcomer mm-hmm. and, and the show like took a second to get off and she wasn't one of like the marquee movie star names that was part of, part of it. And, you know, it's, it's been interesting to see her become an Emmy darling. And, and I was kind of thinking, I, I kind of read on her face, her being like, I'm not sure I'll be up here again. And it'll mm. be interesting to see what her next project is, um, uh, and if she'll be able to continue this Emmy's love in the future.
1: Yeah, well, I mean, we may eventually see her at the Oscars if uh, these rumors are true about her uh, potentially playing Madonna in the biopic that Madonna is going to direct. I don't know. We, we will see where that goes. Um, okay, uh, I, I, some of the other winners I want to talk about I think are going to factor into what may end up being some of our favorite moments of the night. So let's just talk about one Miss Cheryl Lee <laughs> Ralph. First of all, that category and I think uh, we've talked about it here on this podcast before uh, or on the awarders podcast that it could have been Hannah Waddingham it could have been Hannah Einbinder it could have been Janelle James who I actually thought was going to win and they started to say shit and I was like <gasps> I- I'm sitting on the couch um, just to paint a little bit of a picture for you uh, for everyone my right arm is in a cast right now so my left arm was just slapping the couch that was my version of clapping and screaming <laughs> <laughs> and it was all I could do. I was so excited. Um, Patrick, did it seem like genuine uh, like shock and surprise in the room?
2: Um, well, I'm just gonna say it because the three
1: of us had a conversation that
2: I was the Cheryl Lee, R- R- Lee Ralph predictor of yeah, uh, yeah. the trio. I, I, I thought that, the, I mean, obviously she's deserving as well, but I thought you know, it's an opportunity to honor just such a legend in the mm-hmm. industry. Um, And I thought that that was going to be a little too irresistible to voters in addition to, again, her being fantastic on the show. Um, And yes, no, the energy in that room, everyone, you know, there was some slow, you know, there was, there was some slower um, standing ovations. Um, uh, I think, uh, you know, some of them like a would start, this mm. was one that people, I don't even think it was a standing ovation. I think to your point, Jared, people just got so excited that like they got on their feet and were left cheering, to their feet, oh. left to their feet, were cheering. And then, you know, she owned that moment yeah. uh, and got up there and then she took that deep breath and you didn't know what was going to happen. And then I don't know that any of us expected, um, quite the performance that we got yeah. there um and you know it just it, it was so everyone was just like going around because the, some of us some of us knew she was in the original broadway cast of dream mm-hmm. girls and others mm-hmm. didn't and so everyone was like oh my god her voice and i was telling everyone and i was like well she was the original uh beyonce role in, uh, yeah yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah her pipes and i mean she just took uh, us to church and then yeah. you know, she sang and then she gave a speech that was like a sermon i was feeling the holy spirit and my favorite part at the end was when they cut to Keenan and Lizzo, and the look on Lizzo's face—oh, she yeah. was just in awe. She couldn't believe what she had just witnessed, and it was just—it's so yeah. beautiful, like yeah, forty-five years in the making.
1: Uh, and, and right, and then Lizzo was like, "Crap, I have to follow that." Uh, all right, <laughs> here we go. Yeah, I was—I I mean, I was—I was sitting on my couch crying. It was a—it was a really beautiful moment, um, and I. I just well, Lizzo same, you know, they took down uh, her show took down RuPaul's Drag Race, the reigning winner in the uh, reality competition category for the last I believe, four years, four or five years. Um, And there was a lot of speculation, like if anyone's going to do it, it's going to be Lizzo and the show did it. Um, It. uh, I I don't know if I don't honestly know if
0: I'm want to say that I was all that surprised, though. I I like to see it as not taking down RuPaul, but that RuPaul was passing the torch to Mm, Lizzo. Because mm. remember, you know, and I wrote about this in our Best and Worst Roundup, like RuPaul in 2018, when it first took home uh, that award, really it was a huge shift in representation in that category that had been all the amazing race, which, you know, perfectly good, well done show, but had won, you know, 147 times before yeah. and the voice. And then uh, RuPaul stepped in and it was not the show that it is today. It was not the phenomenon that it is today when it first won. And so, you know, from that show, which is a big step for representation to then Lizzo show, uh, which as she pointed out, you know, she just wanted growing up. She just yeah. wanted to see, you know, girls who are fat like me, black, like me, beautiful like me. And, you know, now she's taken that step. So c- congrats to this category for, you know, yeah. uh, making some bold changes.
1: Yeah, I thought I thought she genuinely was a, was having like a, a holy shit moment right there. Like what? I can't believe this is happening. Is that how it felt in the room, Patrick?
2: Well, I think the, the thing for me, at least, was she kept calling her girls down. And, yeah. And, and they couldn't get down on security. It was so funny to watch that moment in person because security was like, do we, uh, do, uh, <laughs> they, like, they like, didn't know how to, like, if they should open the, open the, because there was, like, a, a um, white plastic oh. chain link rope okay. basically yeah. like to, to like make sure that people stayed in like their like if you were in the orchestra mm-hmm. you were in the orchestra if you were in the mezzanine you're in the like that sort of stuff and their look on their faces of like we don't know what to do i'm just surprised that those girls didn't just plow right through that just Again, a- it was in, like a little plastic you
1: know, yeah, I yeah i wish they would have yeah i wish they would have and by the way uh, i neglected to uh bring up at the very beginning i i Um, I don't know if I love that the Emmys did like the round table look, uh, which is how like the SAG Awards and the Golden Mm -hmm. Globes do it. Um, But I don't know, I think maybe it kind of grew on me over the course of the night. Um, But I, I was not expecting that.
2: I will say, I don't, I don't, you know, varying degrees of success, uh, which we can talk about in a second, but I, I do think it's interesting. I think it's, I, I, I've been calling it the uh, golden globe of mm, uh, mm-hmm. other shows. I feel like that, uh, that, you know, the globe's not being on the air for the last couple of years has made all these other shows be like, well, we want to be known as the fun party yeah. show now. And I think that this was their attempt at that, um, in the 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 Microsoft theater has never looked more gorgeous um oh. when you walked in there it was stunning because they uh for those of you that aren't familiar with it this is the same place where they've done the emmys for years yes. where there's just a normal stage mm-hmm. now obviously last year they did it on the roof because of covid and all this sort of stuff but um traditionally it's done there and there's a and it's, it's a traditional theater um with a stage that you would go to see a concert or, or mm-hmm. uh, a play at and they completely got rid of that stage and that's where all of those tables were and it was really cool to see that space transformed into what it was mm-hmm. and the, and the the lighting they had up at the top and the giant screens it all played really well in person
1: i will say something i did not like about the stage though i've seen it on others i think the tony awards does it often they did it definitely did it this past year where uh, this there uh, the stage kind of comes out you have two sections of stage that means that people are seated behind the host. So they're looking at the host back the whole time. Yeah. And they don't really get to see, you know, who's winning. They don't get to see their acceptance speech and stuff. So um, it's great. They have like a, a great shot. And those people are always on camera. Um, But then they don't get to really like see the action, um, which may have been one of my least favorite parts of the night. We'll get into more of that a bit later. Um, Let me uh, ask you what you guys thought of Kenan Thompson as host.
0: Well, I would like to say that Kenan Thompson is a delight in general, and I love him very much. (laughs) And I will... Never want to say a bad word mm-hmm. about him. Mm-hmm. I wish that uh, which I did
1: love that Pete Davidson gave that same kind of kudos yes. when he came out uh, and presented. Yes,
0: I you know I do think it's an extremely hard job. I just I think there were a lot of missed opportunities. It mm-hmm. felt like the writing gave him a lot of setups and no punchlines. Yes, I think he, when he was able to deliver some jokes, you know, I really enjoyed the sort of squid game gag about, <laughs> yeah. you know, Be- Bezos and Elon Musk and whatever, <laughs> yeah. and, you know, and I thought it was actually really cute whenever he would tell sort of a corny joke and then he would do a little fist pump or whatever. I thought that was cute, <laughs> yeah. but I felt like most <clears throat> of the time they, it was just a little toothless. Um, and I know he's a nice guy. He doesn't want to hurt people's feelings, mm. but they also had all these SNL people yeah. there and they failed to take advantage of that. I mean, what would would it, we have all given to see uh, an Emmy themed episode of What's Up what, with That? Yeah, as a cold open, as opposed to whatever that song and dance situation was. Yeah, he was so excited ones. to sing and dance, though he was. You know, he bless, was, yeah. bless, and I, you know, I, I feel even like I feel even bad saying anything negative about him because he's you know certainly just a delightful human but i just i feel like they could have supported him better with some more uh concrete and and thought out ideas
2: well what i thought was what it was a missed opportunity is they did it a tiny bit you know they did the bowen bit and then they did the um the uh, amy and seth bit uh, and you know they kept giving us these little like teases of these like SNL reunions mm-hmm. or SNL moments, but like how amazing! Like there were so many SNL alums. Like like you could have you could have had this like SNL moment.
1: Right. We um, knew that, that Vanessa Bayer been, and Molly Shannon were there.
2: Yeah. 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 Um. And and you know uh, obviously Jason. Like yes. like there was among the among the guests there. There were so many people with an SNL history. Um. Also, would have been just cool to be like. All the people that have hosts, I mean, if you take in yeah. the hosts over the years, they could have had a massive, I mean, even if it was reverent and not comedic, um, there was just, there were some opportunities that I wish they'd taken advantage of. Um, I will say for, for, you know, you mentioned Toothless, Kristen, I mean, this audience was not uh, not there for anything with any teeth. Last night, I mean the oh no, please
0: no, no, they can no, cry no. themselves to sleep on their giant pillows of money like <laughs> no, come on
2: I mean, <laughs> don't disagree with you don't disagree with you but I you know I I've been fortunate enough to sit in in you know multiple Emmys multiple other award shows and usually the like there's like a there's a small grouping or one or two jokes that get a like ooh kind of reaction in the room like no one was having any of it last night I was very surprised that people weren't a little more on board for the roasting
0: Oh
1: Well, which is why I loved uh, Bowen Yang's bit because he—it felt like he maybe did like the most (laughs) roasting. Well, Steve Martin and Martin Short uh, did the best roast uh, of each other right there. um, They—this was going to be my next question to you guys. uh, My, uh, your favorite parts of the night, aside uh, from—I mean, for me, Cheryl Lee, Ralph, uh, the Martin, Selena, Steve bit. Was absolutely hysterical uh, when he <laughs> when Martin Short asked Steve if uh, people come up to him and say uh, um, "Nice to meet you, Angela Lansbury." Uh, <laughs> was, uh, I, there was just so much fun stuff with them. Um, Bowen Yang, I enjoyed quite a bit, uh, and then of course Jennifer Coolidge uh, refusing to be played off, um, and then just starts dancing with the playoff music was was fantastic. Those are those are my highlights, Kristen.
0: I mean, obviously number one is Cheryl Lee Ralph. I did think that, uh, that Molly Shannon and Vanessa Bayer together oh my were gosh. really fun when yes. they, you know, with their big smiles announced, look at us, the biggest bitch, yeah. you know, or whatever. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, uh, uh you know, I, I know people love the, uh, BJ Novak and yeah, uh,
1: yeah, Mindy Kaling. Yeah.
0: Mindy Kaling. Uh, so there were definitely some moments like that, um, and I, I kind of thought the, the, even before the Keenan and Cal reunion, the little bit with Kumail, uh, trying to yeah. uh, be the bartender <laughs> was kind of cute, but it just, yeah, a lot of it felt like, uh, there was an idea, but, but it didn't really go beyond this, you know, sort of mm-hmm. the scratch paper stage and they maybe should have workshopped it a little longer. Yeah.
1: Fair enough. Patrick.
0: Yeah, I mean, before I get to some favorites, I, yeah, I, I agree. And, at least, you
1: know,
2: again, these are things that maybe played better on TV, but I'm assuming not. But there was a lot of just like timing and, and like, mm. like things that could have done with like one more rehearsal, like the, like the squid game moment with the dog. Like, like, yeah. I felt bad for them because like it didn't really play. And then they, you know, you, I, you know, that could have been a really like fun, cute moment for them. Um, and, there was there's a few others of those that didn't play well. I will say again, having sat in the room, I just thought that they, I thought they took as as much as they could have taken more advantage of the talent that they had and the and the bits and working them out more. I thought the show, and this is this sounds like such a Liz uh, Liz Lemon. Uh, I love the programs, but I I just again I loved the, what they did with the space. I loved those giant screens and the story that it would tell, moving from left to right um, during a lot of those segments visually, I thought they took a lot of chances that really succeeded um, uh, in the show. And then, aside from that, yes, Jennifer Coolidge dancing um, and, uh, you know, Lizzo twerking for that one second. Uh, yeah. That was incredible. Um, and, uh, yeah, I thought, you know, uh, one of my favorite moments actually didn't happen uh, where anyone else would see. But um, they went um, gender inclusive with the bathrooms this year. Oh. Um or at least, at least the main bathroom. There may have been others that were not. Um, so it was a very alien feel situation. <laughs> um, but what was weird is, what's weird is they took a men's, it was a men's restroom that they transformed oh. into a gender. So there was urinals and then, uh, oh. stalls. And, um, I, my favorite moment though was, uh, because of all that, Quinta in the commercial break before her win, um Quinta Brunson was in there and her dress I don't know if you could see it on camera has had gloves attached to the dress oh. they were like sheer
1: oh
2: they were they, they, they you know they're sheer so you, you 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 know you can't really see them uh unless you're like up close in person and she gets to the sink and she realizes "Well, okay well I can't take the gloves off and so she's like I've got to wash them and whoever was like I don't know who was with her, but whoever was with her, he goes, he goes, just don't wash your hands. And she goes, I have to wash my hands.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
2: so she, um, so you know, no one has an excuse. If she can do it with those gloves on, anyone can wash their hands, and anyone who doesn't like take
1: notice that that's not okay. We uh,
0: stand a hygiene. Group. Yes, yes. Um, so that was actually my favorite.
1: That's favorite. amazing. I love that. Okay, let's get into uh, some of our least favorite moments of the night. Uh, we'll just call them the worst. Uh, we've kind of touched on some um, in terms of like Keenan and, you know, the SNL folks not uh, really like taking advantage of that situation. Uh, and then just for me, that, that opening number, which I'm curious, Patrick, did that play different in the theater than it did on TV? Well, I will tell you our
2: live red carpet show, which you can watch on yes. uh, you know, YouTube, and uh, we have a story on on the site uh, with the with the link on it. Um, I was out there uh, until five um, so, uh, oh two, so and then you get and then you get stuck until the commercial yeah. break, which they didn't have a commercial break for the first like 15, 20 minutes. <laughs> so I didn't actually get to see that in person. I had to watch it on TV when I got home, uh, like everyone mm. uh, else watching from home. So uh, I so I can't actually answer that for you. <laughs>
1: got it well uh well I, i'll stand by that anyway uh for me one of my least uh favorite moments of the night i really wanted to like it i wanted keenan to have his big like song and dance mm-hmm. number mm-hmm. moment and look he was like you know he was busting some moves there his uh you know he really got into the choreography a few times but as a whole i just don't know that it i, I don't know it just like taking the theme songs and making them dance numbers it didn't it just didn't work for me kristen
0: Agreed. I mean, I, like I said, I felt like that especially was all set up in no punchline. Like there was yeah. no payoff to any of those bits and it was like the Brady <laughs> bunch. And then all of a sudden it's just them standing at the table being like, hi, we, yeah. you know, and so that was not my favorite, but I mean, again, I think Keenan put in all the effort, you yes. know, and, and he made the best of what he, uh, of it. I think, you know, probably my two worst are just how you know, brutal they were with playing people off. It felt even shorter than in past years. I know every year people complain about this, but it really did feel like people had maybe th- three seconds to process that they were yeah. on stage at the Emmys and all of a sudden they were being told to get off and, you know, the aggressive playing people off. Although, Thank God they didn't do that to Cheryl Lee Ralph, obviously, oh they then, as, the, as the, yep. the night goes on, they have to be more aggressive. Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, a lot of people have been pointing out that the Jimmy Kimmel bit, which started out funny, yeah. ended up really being a bummer, you know, because, yes, he was committing to the bit, but what he ended up doing was pulling focus. Yeah. From Quinta, who, by the way, handled it like a freaking champ when she put her phone on on his on his chest and it just thudded off the stage. Amazing. But, you know, him lying there on the ground as she's accepting (coughs) her award, her first Emmy, it just it was not great. And I wish that he had recognized in that moment that it was time for him to step away. Yeah. So I have
2: a question because um, I, I watched the opening since I missed it, but I didn't watch the rest of the telecast how much was the camera cutting to him or in frame while she was giving her speech?
0: It's, um,
2: no
1: closeups. I mean, yeah. Once yes. she gave him
0: the phone, that was kind of it. But then, you know, he was there the whole time. And when oh. they, pu- they pulled back, you know, you could see that he was still laying on, on the ground. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. Because in person I was, I was not
2: surprised, but, um, but it wasn't as, to me, it wasn't as big of a deal in person mm. because because he was so low and she, like you know you kind of right. just didn't look at him so i actually i again wasn't surprised once i was reading what everyone was saying i was like oh that makes sense um but yeah i mean he did commit to that bit even when the cameras weren't on when they were but he was dragged off stage like he stayed on the ground uh and the, and he dragged him back out um even though even though no one no one at home was watching um, yeah. so yeah i mean certainly committed to that bit I I could even see the resistance in his, like even the thumbs up that he gave at one point. Yeah, that that was kind of his acknowledgement that, like, oh no, this is awkward. Yeah, he like kind of almost did it, but then didn't, and then was like, no, I'm going to do it. Yeah, I think I think she also
1: didn't see him give a the thumbs up. Yeah,
2: Um, I I I have to say though, I am glad she had somewhere to put her phone because I saw her (laughs) walking up there with it, and at first I thought it was her purse, and I was like, oh no, she's going to regret having that with her. Like that is a that is a first time Emmy winner, um, not mistake, but just I think something you would learn. It was like, yeah. I will get all my stuff. Like I've already got to hold that giant trophy and there's no podium this year. So there's nowhere to put anything. Um, yeah. So, uh, you know, I, I was glad she at least had somewhere to put.
1: It. <laughs> <laughs> That's, yeah, so true. Um, for all of the, uh, those kind of worst things that we talked about from the show, what what do you kind of hope that next year's producers kind of look at this and say, okay, we are not going to do this Or that for me, I would actually love to see more of I'd like to see the clips of the nominated performers. I want to see something, you know, from their episode that they submitted, even if it's five seconds, which means taking away, uh, you know, a three minute stupid bit from somewhere else.
2: I do wonder if they had cuts, though, of that for all the categories, because it seemed very
1: random. (laughs) Yeah, they do. The categories that they decided Mm -hmm. to show
2: the clips for and not, because they showed them for, like, supporting drama actors, but not lead actors. So I was like, I almost wonder if there's, like, a game-time decision of, like, okay, we're running short, so let's Mm -hmm. air the one. Okay, we're running long, so let's not air those. But, yeah, I I always think that that's best, because then, if you haven't watched it, at least you can be like, oh, wow, that was a great three seconds. Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah.
0: I oh, uh-huh. Go 100%, ahead, sorry, I 100% want everyone to stop having DJs. Mm-hmm. at award shows, as I said in on on uh, on our piece on EW.com, please stop trying to make club Emmys happen, it's never <laughs> going to happen, and this isn't just the Emmys, you know, other award yeah. shows have started doing this in the last few years but again, you have a host, why do you also need a DJ and an announcer yes. uh, and if you need an announcer just make it be a voice of God from somewhere, it doesn't mm-hmm. need to be somebody who's also doing bits, Right. and then secondly, uh, you know please just let people have 10 more seconds for their speeches. And then maybe, you know, maybe don't do montages about cop shows and Ugh, doctor yes. shows, just cut out the montages, you know, give us longer speeches. Cause think about all the moments that we remember and love. They're, nine times out of ten their speeches right. or they're presenters you know there's mm-hmm. like some fun so those are the two things that I'm begging for
1: yeah I agree with that and I forgot to mention in my worst uh, I did not li- I like Sam Jay I did not like what they did with Sam Jay uh, I think it it just was distracting um, okay yeah, sorry yeah it was yeah. just it
0: was a, a thankless <laughs> you know mm-hmm. position
1: yeah, you, yeah. Do, you know
0: what though I will
1: I will to be devil's advocate uh, for those
2: montages which I don't think played well they could do them better but I I did think it was a non Oscars audience vote award way of getting in and just like acknowledging um, a lot of the uh, most viewed shows that were not represented mm, in the mm-hmm. nominees box. So I think that there's a good idea there. I don't think you need that every year. Like, you don't need a, a tribute to cop shows or a tribute yeah. to medical shows every year, but i like the idea of finding <coughs> a way to highlight those in a way that feels reverent and not, uh, cheap, but mm-hmm. yeah, that this wasn't it.
1: Yep, agree. Alright, last thing I have for both of you here. Um, <laughs> We're jumping way ahead into the future. I'm wondering what shows you have already seen uh, that would have started uh, June 1st of this year uh, that you think should and very possibly will be part of the 2023 Emmys conversation. I will go ahead and jump in with Only Murders in the Building Season 2. Um, and well, I'll let you guys go. I'm going to keep thinking.
0: <laughs> I mean, Better Call Saul, the, the final uh, six episodes will be eligible. And- Honestly, that's why I
1: stopped talking because I wanted you to say
0: that one. Yes, thank you. <laughs> thank you for giving me that. Um, that, you know, re- they still have one, uh, one chance left to rectify yep. the fact that neither Bob Odenkirk Odencork- mm. nor Ray Seahorn has won. Mm-hmm. And the other one, um, it hasn't premiered yet. Season two premieres on September 16th. Los es Spookies ah, on HBO. If yes. you haven't heard of it, Google it, find it, watch it. You're going to love it.
1: Another SNL alum. He was a fantastic writer there. Julian. Yes. Oh, Julian. Sorry. Yes. Uh, Patrick.
2: I mean, you know, I, I think we're going to see House of the Dragon represented mm-hmm. uh, in a similar way to Game of Thrones. We'll see. We'll see how if we'll see if it being a prequel impacts. You know, Game of Thrones took a second to rev up into. Weren't we were talking about mm-hmm. the first year shows not getting a lot of love in their first years. Usually, like so, I think that that'll help this one yeah. push to the forefront. Um, and then you know I'm never going to miss an opportunity to stand for uh, Apple TV Plus's uh, for all mankind.
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> it, it continues to do fantastic work, um, and they uh, the season three finale, um, which just aired recently, uh, just you know I didn't think you could top season two finale, and maybe they didn't, but they came very 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 close. Oh. Um, so would love to see more. And I actually you know having having spoken to some of. Um, some some people at the events over the over the past few days, uh I do know that they are actually gonna start really trying to push that show, um, because they, mm. they feel like it's it's primed to have its moment finally too. So so that's my prediction is that we'll see a, a big push and I hope yeah. that, that results in at least one or two Recognizations, yeah,
1: recognizations, well, yeah. <laughs> it's <laughs> the morning,
2: it's the morning <laughs> after,
1: I mean. Yeah, you're, you're it's excused. Um, yeah, and on uh, to your point about House of the Dragon, I think Lord of the Rings. I think we're definitely going to see a lot of technical uh, probably nominations for them. And in terms of uh, House of the Dragon, I see so many people uh, every week uh, when new episodes air uh, talking about Patty Considine. Um, which I'm I'm really thrilled to see, uh, you know, the, the love for him uh, on this series. So, yeah, we'll see how that goes. And, of course, you know, I, I think we're going to have uh, a lot of people who were nominated uh, this past year. They'll be back around Avid Elementary, of course, is starting back up soon. We should have a new uh, season of Hacks. Uh, season four of Barry is filming right now, which uh, kind of tells me they'll – uh, be airing in spring. Um, Ted Lasso season three should be airing, I, honestly, I don't know when, maybe uh, this uh, winter or early 2023. Um, even the way Jason kind of uh, <laughs> signed off there for their one win and uh, what do you say, and we'll uh, see you hopefully soon um, with season <laughs> three. Um, and then we know the crown is going to be back uh, this fall. Mm. Um, uh, that season really diving into uh, uh, Princess Diana and Charles and of course, uh you know, the, 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 crown, the monarchy, uh, is so in the spotlight right now for, uh, different reasons, but, uh, oh, let's talk of about that moment. Oh <laughs> which, yeah. Which play, that was awkward
2: very in, in person. I yeah. Jesse
1: Armstrong. Yeah. That,
0: that was, that was awkward. Um, uh, uh yeah. Just, uh, just so you know, I was even more awkward this morning. I did an interview with uh, BBC Radio about the Emmys. And the first thing that I said, I just sort of choked out, uh, sorry about the Queen. Oh well, literally. Morning after enemies, we all get yeah. given
1: for things. Yes, <laughs> indeed. Oh gosh, um, well.
2: But I will also I will also add that it has
1: literally just started
2: production. So not saying this based on any quality, but have to assume that 1923 with yes. uh, Harrison Ford and Helen Mirren will uh, will be talked about a lot. <laughs>
1: All right, yeah, well, Patrick Gomez and Kristen Baldwin, thank you so much, as always, for joining me here, and uh, for all of you listening, The Awardist will continue, of course, as our attention now turns to Oscar season. It's already gotten underway with a a bevy of film festivals this month, uh, and we have lots of coverage up from all of those, including the Toronto International Film Festival on EW.com, so be sure to check that out. So stick with us here on The Awardist as our conversations turn to some of your favorite movie stars who are in contention for the 2023 oscars thanks so much we'll see you guys back here real soon this episode of the awardist podcast is hosted by jared hall produced by chanel johnson and sammy junio edited by sammy junio full episode transcripts are available at ew.com thanks for listening